Good day, everyone, and welcome to today's Living Life. Now, superheroes is something that a lot of people love. Uh, they started out as you know books, uh, comic books, especially uh, in the last couple of decades, and now movies. Basically, every year there is a new superhero, not just a, a couple of new superhero movies that come out. And if you kind of, I, I hope you know something about superheroes and the comics, but if you read the plot and the storyline, a lot of it involves justice, right? They fight for justice. And a lot of them are also vigilantes, meaning they are not condoned by the legal system. They fight criminals outside of the legal system because they believe or, you know, there is a kind of a, an atmosphere that the justice system or the system in place isn't working exactly as intended. And in today's passage, this is something we're going to look at um, a little bit as well. So let's read the passage and then we'll continue. Acts chapter 25, verses 6 through 12. After spending eight or ten days with them, Festus went down to Caesarea. The next day he convened the court and ordered that Paul be brought before him. When Paul came in, the Jews who had come down from Jerusalem stood around him. They brought many serious charges against him, but they could not prove them. Then Paul made his defense. I have done nothing wrong against the Jewish law or against the temple, or against Caesar. Festus, wishing to do the Jews a favor, said to Paul, Are you willing to go up to Jerusalem and stand trial before me there on these charges? Paul answered, I am now standing before Caesar's court where I ought to be tried. I have not done any wrong to the Jews as you yourself know very well. If, however, I am guilty of doing anything deserving death, I do not refuse to die. But if the charges brought against me by these Jews are not true, no one has the right to hand me over to them. I appeal to Caesar. After Festus had conferred with his counsel, he declared, You have appealed to Caesar. To Caesar, you will go. Today's passage is a bit of a lull in the journey of Paul. So before now, before today's passage, even while Paul was standing trial, there was a sense of positivity. You know, things are happening for Paul and in favor of Paul. Um, and also by extension, in favor of Christendom as well. But now the man in charge changes from Felix to Festus. And this man does not seem to be as inclined to hear Paul out as much as Felix was. And it becomes a little bit negative against Paul because it says in verse 9, that uh, Festus was wishing to do the Jews a favor, right? He was more kind of on the side of the Jews, it sounds like, or at least, you know, to keep the peace or something like that for political reasons. Now, so he uh, proposes a compromise, quote unquote, uh, to stand trial, for Paul to stand trial before Festus, but in Jerusalem. So they're all going to go to Jerusalem, which is no compromise, but a victory for the Jewish leaders, because that's what the Jewish leaders have been trying to get this whole time. So until now, we've been seeing things move forward, progress in terms of for Paul and uh, for the gospel. But now there's a danger of regression, of going backwards now. 
And here we kind of see the limits of the human system of law uh, in practice. Now, a note is that I'm not making any kind of a political statement about our system of law or justice in any country or culture, but I am making a spiritual statement because it is because of sin and sinners that institutions, that human institutions um, have and, and do become corrupt. Sin and sinners corrupt the system and limit its effectiveness uh, in carrying out its vision, even the justice or the law system. Now, as I'm talking about this, some of you may be thinking, you know, there's something else that's very close to us as Christians that we could liken this to, you know, that I could be thinking about something very Christian, and uh, that is, could be the church. Now, a note before I talk about the church is that I was not intending to talk about the church at all, but, I, but as I was just kind of meditating and writing uh, today's devotional, I, it kind of came together in this way. Now, the church, in a sense, is kind of like the justice system. It's meant to be an ideal institution, yet it is corruptible, and it is because of sin and sinners as well. Because uh, on this side of eternity, we are all sinners. We are already, but not yet fully redeemed. I know it's confusing and it also can be disappointing. It's, it's disappointing because people and everyone expects the church to be perfect. It's meant because it's meant to be perfect as well. But you know what? The church is still the hope of the world because it is the body of Christ. The church is also called the bride of Christ. And the bride is perfect, not because she is already perfect and always was perfect, but because of what the groom, that is Christ, did to die on the cross. And it is only Christ and his work that makes perfect the bride, and that is us, the church. So here, is the difference. Despite any similarities between the justice system of you know, the world and the church, that the church is not a system. It's not even an institution. Right? Um, it may seem like, and we talk about it as it is, right? building, organization, community, but biblically, the church is a body. It is the body. It is the body of Christ. And it is also, as I mentioned, the bride of Christ. Now, the body, the bride, the, both these words and um, concept is not a system, is not an institution, is not a gathering. It is organic. It is hu uh, well, human in a sense, in a, in a bodily sense. Christ and the church, the relationship of Christ and the church is like husband and wife that Paul talks about in Ephesians chapter 5, right? It is two becoming one. That is what marriage is. And I love Ephesians 5 because it says that our marriage, that our human marriage, right, between husband and wife is our testimony of our, my, and also my wife's testimony of our relationship with God. Right? The institution, uh, we use that word, but again, it's not an institution, right? It's an organic union covenant of two becoming one. That is what the church is supposed to convey and be and show. The church is not just a human institution. It is not an institution at all. It is a covenantal union for eternity. Let me say that one more time. It is a covenantal union for eternity that we will have into and for eternity, forever and ever.
So how do I wrap this up? Firstly, for the people who may be and have been disappointed by the church, it's not an excuse to say that we should reflect on what exactly we are disappointed by. Very often, we throw the baby out with the bathwater, as the saying goes, as in because of our disappointment with people and their sins, we judge the entire church. We judge God even. And that is not something that we, are, that we should or allowed to do. Um, second, uh, if you are not a member, uh, you as, Christ, as Christians are not a member of a church, nor do you make up the church. You are the body. Right? The finger and the stomach, you know, though they are organs of the body and they can be called uh, parts of the body, are still the body. Right? My finger is as much part or the body as any other part of my body or the, the body itself. You are the church. You don't just make up. You're not just one part or one section or a person that make up a community, but you are the church. You are the body. That is what the Bible teaches us. We do not need a hero or, or a superhero to come and save us and to right the wrongs of the church or in our lives because we already have a Savior who died for us to draw us to God and closer to God. And that is what the church is all about, the union with God. So I pray that this will be an encouragement for us today. Let's pray. God, we thank you, Lord, for the church. Uh, we thank you that it is the model of holiness in this world for us to hold on to and to have as we wait uh, for the final coming, the return of your son, Jesus Christ, this side of eternity, Lord. Uh, it is what we have that teaches us how to draw closer and uh, have inter intimacy with you. I lift up uh, our church to you, Lord. We all lift up our church, uh, our local church to you that we are settled and planted in. May it be a living stream that nourishes us, that helps us to flourish in obedience, in submission, uh, but most importantly, in relationship with you, our Lord and our God. We lift up our church and the leaders to you, O oh God. May we strengthen the church, for we are your church, God. We thank you. And all these things we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. For a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer